If you're a fan of the Sly Guy podcast and want just a little bit extra in your week and maybe a little bit extra in your life, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy podcast for just loads of extra stuff from me, your Grand Imperial, Imperial leader and our, our, our snake rat friend, Ben. We've got the bonus Dog Walks with Davey podcast, the weekly extra Sly Guy podcast, as well as bespoke series as, 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 such as the Champions League of Weird and the Serial Killing a podcast, as well as stand-up clips, stand-up bits and bobs, and just other videos. And Ben has assured me that we're going to do... Were, were we going to do other stuff too, Ben? Yes? We are going to do other stuff as well. So it's going Get in now before, you know, the, the bouncer says, fuck away off home, all right? Now enjoy the podcast. I'm the slack guy. Hello guys and welcome to the podcast. Before um, we get too deep into it, let me just address why I sound a little bit like Kermit the Frog. I'm sick, okay? I don't have the coronavirus, just in case anyone's like, he's COVID-ish, which is, is all, as we all know, COVID in Irish, but as well as that, um, I've done wee tests, wee lateral flow tests, um, and I've discovered that as much as I think and thought I would make a very good gay man, not so much. Turns out I'm not so good at certain things, if you know what I mean. Other things, yes, I, I still believe this day I'd be tremendous at, but some, unless it's, you know, you, you know what I'm saying, but I'm not well. So, um, you know, I just want to say that I hope you appreciate that and you ho- hope you respect the fact that I've come out to do this. Ben's in the corner in a hazmat suit, not impressed. He's like, see, he's like, if you make me sick, so help me God, I'm just going to not do the podcast next week and, and stay in bed. But we're here, we're trying to cope, I'm trying to get through it. And um, for any of the over on Patreon, I really spoke at length about the ins and outs of me getting sick. I also explained um, why I'm under so much pressure at the minute to try to get better. Um, and long story short, it's my anniversary tomorrow, so you know you don't want to be bunged up like this. If you know what I mean, if anything you want, you want you you want to not be bunged up, and you you don't want to be be full of fluids. Anywhere, on your anniversary, you want to be fluid free. You want to be completely. You want to be one hundred percent dehydrated by the end of the night. If you know what I mean, and at this rate, I I'll be lucky to even just you know go for dinner. So it's looking very likely that I might just spend my anniversary wrapped up in bed, like a. Like, again, it's sly always to reference Alexander Litvinenko because the poor motherfucker died. But, you know, that's what I'll be like, oh, dying. So I've tried it all. On the way up in the car, I had an absolute shambles. I thought, for whatever reason, you know, I brought this with me, Vic. You, you know, you, do you, Ben, do you use Vic? Pardon? Do you ever use Vic if you're not well? Yes. Um, like, yeah. it's, a, it's a vapor rub. Like, I don't know what exactly. I think it's a decongestant. I'm not sure exactly. Now, this is one of the downsides about living with a nurse um, is that she will, like, correct anything. I Like, I have weak things that I would refer to as life hacks that I've been doing for years. She just comes along and like, why are you doing that? I'd be like, what this does is it melts, like, you take this, it melts all the bogies in your brain and then it falls out of you like a tap and then she's like, well, actually, what you're doing is you're... Your sinuses are probably swollen and your way like capillaries and all in your nose are so the more you blow it and there's nothing coming out, you're just damaging inside your brain. And true story, she goes to me, Not that you need any more brain damage. And I went, That's offensive. But I thought, you know what, I'll try to clear as much of this out of me as I can before I get to the podcast because I know how annoying it is to listen to them how I talk like this, let alone. Sorry, Steve <laughs> Steve Watson. I'm now on the BBC. But um 
I'm very, very, very uh, clogged up. Now, as a way up, I didn't want to put any of this. Like, in my head, all I could think about, and again, happens a lot to me, is um, former Arsenal Invincibles captain Patrick Vieira. I'm thinking an awful lot about, you know, he used to just slap a big load of vape. Vape? Fix? rub on his... <laughs> just running about with just a big vape pen. No, he used to just slob all this on his shirt, and it just obviously cleared the airways and helped him breathe, which made him such a great footballer, obviously. So he thought, so in the drive up, I was like, I could do that. But then I'm like, I don't want to just do the podcast for anyone watching YouTube, just what looks like slobber all down me. So instead of that, I thought, listen, what I'll do is I have a bit of a sore nose. So I thought the vapor rub is like, is, it, it, like texture wise, is very much like Vaseline. So I just thought, hey, like Vaseline, I'll put it in my nose. And that was the stupidest thing I think I've heard done in my life. I ended up with vapor rub up my nose, really stung the absolute shit out of me. Then, for whatever reason, I got it on my hands. I forgot about it. Got up my eyes. Ended up with vapor rub my eyes. Tears were streaming me. My nose was running. And all in all, just not clearing anything out of my nose. And the only thing I could think about is why that I I did that. Like why I I didn't do it on purpose to want that response. You know, I didn't do that for the feeling that I got. So what I could just think about is the only way I can describe the vapor rub feeling is it's similar to like, have you ever used mint shower gel? Like have you like people swear by that, like this tea tree shower gel is it? it's like it's a it's a brand. You know I don't know the exact brand, but you know the one that's like this and this sort of shape? It looks like kinda of like a pyramid, I think. But it's oh what's it called? Natural source, is it? Yes. Natural or original source. Original source, natural source is just something else. Um, but original source, mint Sharjah. And some people, like there's two kinds of people in the world. There are the people who are like, nah, I'll never use that sort of mint Sharjah. And then there are freaks. And the people that do actually enjoy it, I don't know what they get off on because I've used it by accident. And it was horrendous. The very first time I bought it, I've made the same damn mistake twice, in fact, in my life. The first time, and again, it's not with shower gels, it's with mint, just general mint. One of the, I, I thought when I bought this that I was betting like a nice lemon. I like a citrus zest around my bollocks. You know, it's a nice fragrance. It makes you wake up. Like you get in the shower in the morning, you put a bit of this on, you're like, oh, I feel really fresh and ready for the day. Like I smell like a lemon. I look like a lemon, I'm a lemon, it's great. And I thought, saw this, I was like, oh, it's a nice lime, citrus flavour, just picked it up, thought nothing of it, fired it in the shower, got up some morning, got it on. First place, I don't know about you, Ben, right? See, whenever you start the shower in the morning, what's the, this is just inside, what's the first <laughs> part of your body you touch? Um, I normally put it on my chest and then walk into my armpits. See, that's exactly what I do as well. Do Can I ask you another personal question? Please do. Do you have a bit of chest hair going on? Not as much as probably you do, but I have yeah some. Yeah. But see, you look like a hairy man. You've got a good, dense head of hair. You've got a big beard. Thank you. I, w- I would imagine you're quite thick. Because what people don't know about me, I have a very thick beard. But my body hair is quite thin and soft all over. It's completely bald from the From the, the waist down, down yeah. <laughs> like the, the chest, yeah. From the waist down, nothing. <laughs> you know, like upper body's kind of like, I look a wee bit like, a, like, I guess, an overweight ram. But from the legs down, I look like just a turkey that's been hit by a truck. You know, a Christmas turkey that's been run over. Just a flat, with, a, with like a turkey with a wee giblet in the middle, all bald. Just plucked, stinking. Um, but my, my chest hair, it's like, I mean, it is quite hairy. But it's not dense. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have thought it was as 
More than I have, though. Yeah, well, okay. More than you. But are you a manscaper, though, aren't you? Not in the chest, no. No, oh, not in the chest. Just in the asshole. <laughs> but um, <coughs> I um, I would do that too. I get it in the hand, get it here, rub it here, and then definitely go to the armpits. So whenever you do that, the armpits are very sensitive. So whenever you put like, so I was like, what's that? But then the natural reaction. Where do you go once you've stopped, um, rubbing in the armpits and the what, after the armpits? Where yeah. do you go? Um, after your armpits, where do you go? Yeah, directly to the. The bottom directly <laughs> to the bum, exactly yep. that. We, I'm this is absolutely <laughs> mental, but I think you and I take the exact same shower route, you know. So, <laughs> so I think I start off here, go like this, then I go slide down and round and like into the bottom. And then once you finish the bottom, you pull it around and go underneath. <laughs> is this correct? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have the exact same shower body route. It's like watching. Yeah, it's like a mirror image of each other, except you. if you look at me in the mirror, it's like if you let yourself go 10 years down the line, this is what it'll be. And then, yeah, so that's, uh, I just just didn't know that. There you go. Any other listeners, is that the route you take? Body on, on the chest, under the arms, right through to the bum. And then you spend a bit of time in the bum because the bum's hairier than you think. You know, you've really got a lather up there and then you pull around the front and do the... And do the the front the front package really, and the rest of you just the water just kind of does you know, and then you would you do your hair after that, yeah. Wow, I mean, what's what we should do? We should have not discussed that. We should have just filmed each other. You should have filmed me having a shower, but not watched, and then I should have just set up the camera for you. You should have a shower, not watched. We could have synced it. So the idea maybe for Patreon content, but yeah, interesting. So I do that. The problem is as soon as you hit there. <coughs> for me it's going to be like this guys I'm sorry you rub and then the tingle starts hitting and it's just cold like freezing cold across your whole body this this tea tree shower gel and have you used mint shower gel before have you experienced this I have yeah I have used um, so the one that's out now uh-huh. isn't quite as strong as it used to be what do you mean it used to be a lot mintier so you mean to say that there used to be even mintier than it is now? Correct. And why do you think it's what? What? Why do you think it's got less minty? Because it burns up the ball sack off you. Yeah, but what? What is the the thought behind? Like, why do people want that? Is there are there people out there that like cold I, balls? I think the problem was people used it like that, uh-huh. and then it takes a while for the burn to kick in. Yeah, and then they were like, probably a wee bit too too, too much, much here. I remember another thing that I got my balls and dick once that was not pleasant was deep heat. Have you ever had that? I've had it on my body. Uh, not in your... And I've and it burns. Yeah. But I haven't been that adventurous. No, I it. got it. I, I wasn't being adventurous, unfortunately. Well, no, probably fortunately. If I was being adventurous, I mightn't have a penis anymore. But I had an injury. I'd like pulled my like, like hamstring and a physio would put it on. But for whatever reason, he had like massaged up the side of my bollocks so whenever the balls came down you know they touched it and then I, I reached down and he just used a lot but didn't really want to get get in on the rub I don't think because it wouldn't be a pleasant area you know like the hinge joint where like if you go if you were to move your bollocks to the sides like just the wee gap but the, yeah it probably smells in there so you didn't want to get too deep in that and it was just a very 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 burning experience and then I don't know how for whatever reason it got my bell end I mean it just did whether I don't know in the rummagings of rugby the foreskin retracted and the the bell end just stuck the side of the leg but it wasn't a nice experience um, and to be totally honest 
it's it has put me off getting a Prince Albert. Like I was very keen to get a Prince Albert because I think it's a very regal look. I think you know if if you're going to have any sort of body jewelry, you should go all all out. Like I think you know, wouldn't it be nice, Ben? I, don't, I, I you're not a pierced guy, are you? You've nothing pierced. I had my ears done when I was a teenager, but and what did you have in them? Just be like false um, plugs, studs. Yeah, nice. Me. I mean, nowadays like hoops are coming back. If you're in the UDA, like <laughs> yeah, the UDA love hoops, so they are. They love hoops. You know another thing. Speaking of this, no disrespect to the UDA or the UVF or Lloyd's Paramilitaries in general, but why do they always get the look is like a bald head, hoop earrings, and the false teeth? But why do they not just you know? I know they go to Turkey and see the lads and get their teeth sorted. Why don't they just get them fitted first? You know, why don't they get them measured and get teeth to fit them? Because all the time we're getting these teeth on, they're all fucking talking like this and all. I think, here, mate, you fucking taking me seriously. And you're like, well, mate, your, your teeth, you, you're like Ryland. Like, what what's going on? And like, another thing, this is a weird, speaking of Turks, Turkish, and style and teeth. Have you seen like hair transplants? I know I'm a guy who, you know, if I was a millionaire, I might consider a hair transplant. Otherwise... I'm just happy to go bald, you know, I'm just going, I'm going bald, I acknowledge it, it is what it is, but if I had the money, would I do it? Yeah, I wouldn't be one that would bankrupt himself to get it, I'm not, not that fan. but now I've just noticed any hair transplant looks shit, they all look like wigs, what are your thoughts on that? The the worst one is the beard one, because it's too, yeah. too perfect. But see the wor- see what they do on all, all hair transplants they cut it and then they just do this exact same shape so everyone has the exact same sh- you, you're better off just getting a wig it's like Phil Foden's hair yeah like, it's, like- it's, it's like Phil Foden's hair but comes back like it's just not a sweet look like remember when Wayne Rooney got it and then he went bald again so he's just got this really really pronounced line like a fucking action man and then bald on it's just rare looking and then like everyone makes fun of John Travolta for wearing wigs but that ultimately is what a hair transplant looks like like obviously as a comedian I would watch a lot of stand up specials just you know and a comedian I'm a big fan of is Jim Jeffries but I couldn't watch his last special because he had a, hair, had a hair transplant and it looked really weird I was like you know when you're someone like him you're like you don't take yourself too seriously then he comes up with this big fucking pompadour you're like Jim what's going on you know and I'd be the same and like another thing people started to do, I used to work with this fella, right? And he um he was a, a pretty much a balding guy. You know, he he had a, you could see like the recede, the male pattern, pattern baldness, the recede here, the thinning up here. It was all good. You know what happens when you get a certain age? Then one day he comes in like a week later with just a full head of hair. Now the only thing was the new head of hair was a different tone to the rest of his hair in his head. So it was very blatant. He had just, acquired you know the way you always see these instagram videos and stuff you're like you about bald guys getting well maybe this is just targeted advertising it could very well be but if the guy sitting down they're like bald and the the barbers come in they like shave all the top bit and then you know they they trim it up and then they put the glue on the head and stick this on then they cut it in so it all looks like that's obviously advertising you know so to to the fucking tom dick or harry in the street what they're going to get looks just like a full-on shit wig. Like something you get out of Elliot's at Halloween. And, like, it's a very obvious thing. And I know people, maybe it's great for people's confidence, but I just think sometimes it's a little weird. Don't know, you're... Like, if you... Like, you, to me, look like you're just going to have a... Like, you'll go grey one day, but it'll just be a big, thick head of grey hair you'll have. Because yeah. you've got That's very thick hair. <coughs> Whereas I'm I'm going to just have to take this baby down to a one soon, I think. But... <laughs> have you not already? Pardon? Have you not already? No. 
Not not on top. Oh, okay. I, what are you trying? I just need to turn this mic off for a minute. Just you should turn the mic off, you piece of shit. You're sacked. Um, I'm actually not going to sack you on air again. Because remember when that happened, the boy town, you genuinely left. And then the the, the boy town podcast. In fact, turn the mic on a bit. I want to ask you about this, Ben. Yes. Um, what's your? Um, I get a lot of like messages. The I say a lot of messages. The odd time people will tag me in something or be like reminiscent the boy yeah. town and how it is. And now, obviously, there's a lot of like local podcasts that are taking place now, like like um, duos and double acts, two two people based podcasting. Mm-hmm. You were the man that brought down basically the original. Um, Double Act podcast, you know the yeah. the one who, the podcast that walked so other other podcasts could run. Yeah, and do you feel great about that? Um, I sleep very well at night time. Yeah, is it because you hate Shane? Hate's a very strong word. That's enough said. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I just think for me, it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing, and and I know it's like. Up to everyone's choice. I know some people probably listen to be like, well, if it makes somebody feel good, if they want to get fake hair put in their head, they have heard who the fuck are you to judge? You fucking judgmental bastard. Well, hey, this is my podcast. I can say what I want. All right, so go fuck yourself. But I just I just think it's like, it's, it's a strange thing. Like, if you were to go bald, would you consider a hair transplant or do you think it's strange? I, I can see why some people do it, but I think I'd probably just embrace it. Yeah, like, yes, I mean, hassle. these guys, like, some people who are having hair transplants look worse than, like, Elton John has just for years. Like, Elton John's got a, yes, his haircut's the same as Arlene Foster's, but it looks good. But if you went, I think it probably depends <coughs> when you go bald. Yeah. If you go bald quite young, you might want to give it another chance. But if yeah. you're older, then you're probably like, fuck it. But I still think, like, it is, like, a very much a black market thing. Like, I think it's just fake news. It's fake. It's, it's like... If you you go you go you go bald or you don't go bald, you know what I mean. I don't think it's something that can return. I think you can do it for a while, but ultimately, you'll go bald again. You know what I mean. And there you have it. But what I want to say is, any listeners that are bald and have had hair transplants or have had like a wig stuck to their head with glue, PVA or otherwise, please let us know. Show me a photo if you're looking sweet. Or any any sponsors out there. Yeah, or transplants. Give us a shout. Or any sponsors that want me to come back next week with like just a full man getting touch. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Just like me like see fucking guys get these wigs and all these hair transplants look stupid. And then I come back being like, listen, if you want to visit the cosmetic Istanbul clinic, get in touch with the podcast for uh, fifty get the front. Get the front part of your hair free. If you're Sadio Mane, get in touch with the podcast. Get the front bit of your hair hair free using the code SLYBALD at the Istanbul Clinic.com. Um, speaking of the Istanbul Clinic and hair, I went to uh, the Istanbul Turkish Barbers uh, at the weekend, um, which was the first time I have gone to a Turkish barber. And would you believe the barber himself was not Turkish? Guess where the barber was from? Uh, probably somewhere in Bangor. No, he was from Iraq, mate. Come on, oh, <laughs> come on, Jesus. Yeah, where's he from? Bangor. No, the guy's from Iraq, and it was a strange, strange one because, like, I had said to him, it was the first time I'd been. Because, like, so I'll explain it. I walked in, I tried to find a barber's to go to because my own personal stylist was unavailable because. Uh, his wife went and got COVID, selfish. So he had to isolate. Now, it's why I, I could have just waited till he was better. 
I got my haircut. I just spat all over myself. Gross. Hopefully that wasn't picked up. Um, <laughs> cold and germs. But um, I could have just waited. Now, I just want to point out, it is my wedding anniversary tomorrow, so I needed to have a trim. You know, I needed to get the hair trimmed. Not just on the head, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I need to get the Prince Albert Brasso. I needed to get ready to go. But he was like, yeah, I can't fit you in for a haircut. He's like, listen, I could, I could do the cut on Tuesday in the evening. And I was like, that's the middle of my anniversary. I will have things to be doing in the evening. So he was like, well, there's nothing. Basically, he was like, well, I'll tell you what you can do. I don't give a fuck. I'm off. Like, you can go sort yourself out. You fucking full-grown adult man. Go somewhere else. So he recommended me a barbershop to go to. And then I went to it and it was just shot at like two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon because these guys just wanted to chill which is fair so I ended up just walking the, the high street of Bangor and found this place um, which just said Istanbul Turkish Barbers and it looked very simple it looked very um, it just looked like a, a barber shop with just two Turkish guys in it well Iraqi dudes and they were just minding their own business and I went in and was like uh, can you cut my hair one guy was just like up to the other guy which, I mean, that's another thing that's rude in our culture, but in other cultures, it's just common. Yeah, fucking yeah. And the other guy was vaping, and like it looked like he was playing Saltair on his phone, so he's just vaping, playing Saltair. And he was like, cut the guy's hair, and I said, nice. I went down, and I was chatting to him, I was like, you know, making the old chat, I was like, well, this is the first time I've been to Turkish barbers, you know, it's nice to have an authentic Turkish barber here, and he's like, I'm from Iraq. And I went, ah, well, what was it about? I mean, I didn't say this, but it would be a funny phrase. What is, what is it about the Turkish barbering lifestyle that, that lured you in? Now, very much in this barbershop, you know when you go to places for the first time, you take in the surroundings? Like, I think there was, on the wall, there was maybe like, eight, there was a, a travel agent a couple of doors down, and I think these guys just went to travel agent and be like, a Turkey, do you have Turkey book? And then the travel agent's been like, yeah, we do. I want a turkey book. And it's like, well, what would you like for the holiday? I don't want holiday, I want a picture. So then they take the book and just go back in the Turkish barbershop and have literally just pulled pages out of this travel catalogue and just stuck it up in the walls, right? So that that was about as Turkish as it got inside. Now, also they had, like, you know, every single barbershop has that, like, big cylinder of, like, blue liquid that, you know, the artist, Damien Hurst, just kept the shark in. They just keep like a comb and a pair of scissors in it and then he just had you know like a I think it might have actually been the, the lawnmower 3.0 not 4.0 just sitting there and then I just sat down in a chair and the guy was just like what do you want and I went two at the sides and just trimmed the top and he went okay and he took a big vape <laughs> started and he just literally went sigh took off my mask popped it on took off and then again for whatever reason just took loads of water spray Spread it all around my head and then just went, and literally, if I had timed it two minutes and 19 seconds, it took for to do the whole haircut. And then, what I did like about it when he finished, like, this is his facial expression the whole way through. Finishes, he goes, Boom, boom, now you're ready for good times. And I went, All right. You know, in my head, I was like, you know why some other barbers, you get to, like, play pool or have a beer, maybe play FIFA or something. I was like, I wonder what these guys have planned. But it was literally just that I could go home and have a good time. But my hair was soaking. I was like, can I pay by card? And he was like, no, just cash. And I was like, all right. I just have my mobile phone because it's 2021. So I had to actually drive home to get money from my, <coughs> my three-year-old's piggy bank and go back to pay this Iraqish, the Iraqish, the Iraqish Turkish barber. Um, 
and that was it. So afterwards, I, I, I did. Do you ever just do? You, do you know much about Turkish barbers, Ben? Have you ever been to a Turkish barber yourself? No, but next door at work is a Kurdish barber. Kurdish. Kurdish. Nice. What's it? The Kurd. Where, where, where are the Kurds from? No idea. Kurdish. I, I mean, I feel like, I feel like this could get very racist very quickly. Um, but I feel like Kurdish is like a race of people over a lar- large area. I, I'm firmly staying out of this discussion. Yeah, I mean, Kurds or Kurdish people are, yeah, it's more than just one area. They're like, they're an Iranian ethnic group native to the mountainous region of Kurdistan, Western Asia, which spans southern Turkey, Iran, Iraq, southern Syria. Oh, Mr. Worldwide strikes what? What I that for some knowledge? So yeah, Kurdish barbers. In fact, maybe they should change the Istanbul Turkish barber to the Kurdish barber. Barber. Then it would work. Yeah, because then it would work because they are Iraqi guys. But um, I just find it really weird, you know, because you know you go home, you overthink things. You're like, and you because one thing that's always stuck in my mind, similar to this. Now again, this is meant with um with honest love and affection from my heart. But I always thought is, like, there are certain other nationalities that are associated with certain things. For example, an American car wash. You know, that's a big thing over here. Come to an American car wash. I'm like, what is an American car wash? Turns out an American car wash is a dream of a young Romanian man growing up in the streets of uh, Bucharest. You know, just wanting to... Is Bucharest even in Romania? I hope so. But then, like, I don't know what it is about why Romanians want to run American car washes. But hey, that's what they want to do and that's what they do. The same maybe way as, like, guys from Iraq just want to be Turkish barbers. So then I didn't know what exactly a Turkish barber was. So then I went went to the time and everything. Then this is why... Is Budapest, Bucharest, Romania... It's the capital. Yes. Boom, I am the the genius today. But I looked into it and I thought, you know what? Just because something is associated with a country, it doesn't necessarily mean that people do it or from that country. It's maybe just the style of what is used in that country. And then I looked up what what like what the origin of the Turkish barbers were, and you know what they are, Ben? Do you know what the origins of the Turkish barbers are? I, I presume being barbers from Turkey. Correct, but what is it about them that makes them so unique? That they're from Turkey? Correct, but you know what the Turkish man used to do? Cut hair. Currently <laughs> is. However, you know, like throughout sort of our kind of Western culture, mm-hmm. we would often consider it to be quite, you know, effeminate to be very into your personal hygiene. And you're you're like going to the barbers and things like that. You know, it wouldn't really be a manly thing you would do. No. I found out actually recently that a lot of fellas don't even clean their teeth. And I was disgusted by this. Like apparently there's a lot of guys just don't clean their teeth. Like, and it disturbs me, you know. It's like, why would you not just clean your teeth? Like, I how many times a day would you clean your teeth roughly? Twice at least. Yeah, I would do. And I would say sometimes now more than that. And in between that, I would mouthwash as well just to try to kill the germs but yeah apparently like I've known people like not friends of mine thankfully they've admitted to but like other people have been like yeah but my boyfriend doesn't clean his teeth and stuff it's like weird very odd but in Turkey apparently they're very into their hygiene very into their beauty you know Turkish baths 
their thing. So it's like just hot springs, saunas, steam rooms, exfoliating. So apparently to the Turkish man, being well-groomed, well-coiffured, is uh, is a very big part of their culture. So you go to the, back in the days, you go to the Turkish barber, you'd have like, you know, a very clean shave. So like they would do, you know, shaving with knives and stuff. So if you go to like a traditional Turkish barber, they have like knives and, and like swords and stuff. And the, what are you watching over there, Ben? You look very confused. I'm just doing further research on these barbers from Turkey. And yeah, they used to also uh, do medical tasks. Like what? Taking blood. Taking blood, performing small surgical interventions, cleaning wounds, dressing, right, extracting okay. lice and cleaning hair. I wondered why. Circumcision. Circumcision. Tooth extraction. I wondered why there was another guy just covered in a bloody apron in the corner. I just thought he was a really shit barber. I don't know what he was at now. But no, apparently, like, you know when you do a Turkish shave, they would, like, put the fucking cream on and all, like, whip it off with a knife. I'd be too scared to get that shit done. And then, like, you know they come at you with fire if you go to, like, a, like the burn off the hair of your ears and up your nose and all and your bum. And it's, like, it's, a ver- it's just there, this, the style of it. Whereas I think nowadays people are maybe just taking the Turkish name and using it in vain. And they have that thing they put over, like, in your ears and everything. And the big things. Oh, the wax? Whack them out. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not sweet. It wouldn't like that to happen. One thing I will say, I was given a warning by a man... <laughs> <laughs> who went to Turkish Barbers before and he goes to me listen just watch out about the eyebrows because apart, like I see if you go to a real like a proper like an actual trained Turkish barber practicing the, the traditional historical arts of, of barbering in Turkey they would do like the knives the you know the smoke and all this shit whereas you've just a guy that says he's a Turkish barber and just uses a manscaped lawnmower 3.0 it's different but like he goes just be careful because he was like you know, they, they will just take a razor and shave your eyebrows off, like, they'll not trim it. Like, I've, believe it or not, never shaved hair in my life or my eyebrows. Just It's just kind of kind of pretty sweet eyebrows. I'm like the Cara Delevingne of masculine eyebrows, and um, that's fine. <coughs> so whenever I went in, the guy who's got my hair, he goes to me, do you want me to take your eyebrows? And I said, like, pardon? He goes, your eyebrows, I take them. And I was like, you mean take them? Like, take them down a bit? And he's like, nah, I take them all. I take them off. And that's what he would do because they just uh, zero all over. And I had a friend who got married, and he gets his head shaved all over. You know, you'd be, be a one all over kind of guy. And he went to the Turkish barbers. I say Turk. This is go- there's going to be the Turkish barber, which is like the Salt Bay barbering, or there's a Turkish barber, which is just a, a guy with a razor. I think that Turkish barber he took his eyebrows. I collect eyebrows, and he just went for his Wednesday, like you know, Uncle Fester, completely bald, <laughs> no eyebrows, nothing. It was pretty sly time to do that. So. I only went for a wee two at the sides, rather than my usual one, so as when my personal style's back, he can sort it out. But again, I can only wear my hair, having been to the Turkish barbers, with style and hair product. <laughs> I, I can only wear my hair with style. Now, I can only wear it with product in it. See, if it's no product in it, it looks rare, because he's done no fading, nothing. He's just wet it, cut it, and it just looks, it looks like a wee... I don't know, it looks like, you know, I'm trying to grow these parts to hide baldness, when that's what I want to do. I, I just, I'm proud of my baldness. <coughs> but... It's not a sweet look, so as long as I'm styled, I'm all right. But yeah, there you go, guys. So if you're ever in Turkey, get the full Turkish experience. Go for the Turkish bath. Get some Turkish barbering. Go for Turkish shaving. Get some burnt with some tur- Turkish earwax wood. I don't know. And then eat a Turkish delight. And smoke a shisha. And have some Turkish coffee. And I mean, that would be... I'm all about that. I think that's the lifestyle I want to lead. You know, like... I know a lot of people like. Do you would you drink much, Ben? Like of a weekend? I don't really. I don't really know that about you. I know you like a bit of a wine. Yeah, I wouldn't drink 
a huge amount, but I would, I would definitely but see, have a drink. I'm not a drinker anymore. Like I would actually identify as not drinking. Like I will have a drink the odd time, no doubt, but it's very, very rare. Like I don't think I've drank in probably about two or three months now, really. And you know, I just, I don't mind doing it. But for me, I probably, like I could see myself getting involved in a pretty serious Turkish lifestyle. Like that could be, like see when I go full time comedian here, I could just be getting into like the Turkish way of life like I go get your get my nails done of a day go to a Turkish bath get a haircut maybe go and sit outside enjoy a nice sweet Turkish coffee have a chat do a bit of smoking with some some Turkish friends that could be a lifestyle I would really enjoy to live you know I like cafe lifestyle you sit in a cafe with just guys you know just community just not not no not community I wouldn't like that the fucking community guys but you know just a community of guys like I saw this place I think I've said it before and this is not a sponsor but it's called the Sahara something maybe Sahara Shisha Lounge. It's on Botanic in Belfast. And I saw, like, after I did Lavery's Comedy Club one night, myself and Colin, <coughs> our mate, walked, were, like, just walking past. And at probably 11 o'clock at night was just this one little cafe open, Sahara Shisha Lounge, just with a load of, like, North African guys just sitting out the front, smoking shishas, drinking coffee, cigars, just having really playing chess, having a great time. And there's guys in there making up kebabs, other wee coffees, wee drinks. They got wee cold. I mean, it just looked like a vibe. You know, when you see a place, you go, "That's my kind of vibe." That's it. I think now that I'm the age I'm at, that's what I like to do: sit in peace, maybe play a bit of chess with some other guys, and go. Hmm. Like, has there any has ever been anything that you have seen and you've gone, "I'd like to be a part of that." Um, no, but that does sound very inviting. Yeah, I mean, maybe we get in touch with them and do a podcast there someday, play a wee game of chess. I'll tell you two other things that I've seen in my life that I've gone, I'd like to be a part of that community. One was Pride, no, one was um, the day I moved to my house in Bangor. I just went, no, I'm home. No, we went for a walk. Holly was only, only really young at the time, like maybe couple of months and whenever we moved the house she just woke up super early at like four half four in the morning so we got up gave her a feed and then by the time she sort of settled it was about six in the morning and i was just going to take her out for a walk i said to Catherine, i was like she was asleep and i don't know why because normally this would be asking to be smacked in the face i woke her up at six in the morning i was like would you like to go for a wee walk with us and normally she'd go would you ever just fuck off but she went yeah, because we just moved house. That sounds really nice. I will. So she threw her, threw on her. I threw on me. Headed on out of the pram. Walked down along to Ballyhome Beach. And just there, at like half six on a Saturday morning, a load of just dads playing football on the beach. And I remember looking at it like, you know, when you, like like a wee dog. You're like, oh, well, can I can I play? They kicked the ball a long time, points over to you, and you're like, this yeah. is my moment. And I thought, I, I want to be part of this dad crew. And I still haven't built up the courage like three years later to actually get down and, and join in but that's something i'd like to join in on the other time that i've been like that i could see myself doing this and enjoying this as a hobby was i was in budapest and i was in a place called the shishesny Shish- baths which is just like an outdoor thermal bath and it was just an old man in the bath with another old man playing chess whilst drinking shots of unicum and i thought hey this is a fun way to pass the time. Just in the middle in the middle of fucking November, freezing cold. These are in the hot baths. Play chess. I thought that that's that's the kind of socialising that I like to do. You know, just a casual bit of drinking. Even a coffee would do me. In the bath with your mate. 
you know, by the sea with the boys, or just outside the Sahara Shisha Cafe. What a place. And by the way, any listeners that have ever been, please please let me know how it goes. Or if you you walk past it, get a photo, take a selfie, send it to me. I'd be keen to see it. And um yeah, big fan of that. Yeah, ben, how long have we been talking for? I feel like we've just we've we've gone way over what we thought, just about the Turkish. Yeah, about thirty five minutes just over. You know what? I was gonna talk about the news today, but go go to the BBC website, guys. Don't come here for your news. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Yes, we'll do the sponsor each first, shall we? We're delighted to say that the Sly Guy podcast is brought to you by our friends at Bebe Adrianos once again. And this time with Bebe Adrianos comes the Fat Bastard Burger, a new burger, Wagyu Burger Bar. Not just a regular burger bar, a Wagyu Burger Bar. Which you know what Wagyu beef is, Ben? It is just the best beef. It is the most sought after delicious beef that there is going. And believe it or not, Fat Bastard Burgers, they're big, they're fat, and they're bastard burgers. Some of the burgers on the menu are some of the most inventive names. You thought the Dirty Cock and Cow Box was a wee bit risque. Some of these names, the Crazy for Cock Burger. The, the I'll, not, I'll not say that in case I get cancelled burger. The Fat Bastard Burger. The Porky Fat Bastard Burger. The Fat as Fuck Duck. And the Cheesy Fat Bastard. Which, I mean, all could be nicknames that I had um, whilst I was at school. But all these burgers look absolutely amazing. And, and as you can see from the photos in the background. So it's great to have Bebe Adriano's a Fat Bastard Burger back on board supporting the podcast. And as well, with the end of Halloween passing, people are starting to get into Christmas spirit. I don't like that. But what I do like is the return of the Bebe Adriano's Christmas wrap, which is the most delicious ham, turkey, cranberry, stuffing, all in a wrap just for you. And that's now available at Bebe Adriano's, as are all Fat Bastard Burgers, which, by the way... I've sold out in the first two days that they've been open. So if you want to get involved, download the Fat Bastard Burger app, get the Bebe Adriano's app, order through that, get yourself 10 to 20% off your first orders. Or if you want to uh, just be traditional and get back in touch, call 02891-479988 and say you heard about it on the Sci Guy podcast and Fraser and the boys will sort you out. Delighted to have them back on board. Do we cut there and then I'll go on to the next one, all right? <coughs> The Sly Guy Podcast is also brought to you in association with Modest Beer. As we all know, Modest used to be a fairly modest um, beer company brewed here in Hollywood, County Down. Not anymore. They've new premises. They're ramping it up, they're ramping it up, and they're tramping it up, and they're whipping out some new beers on a mass scale. So Modest is increasing. We're expanding. We're just together. We're going to the top, and by top, I mean we're just going to get real hammered but if you want to know more about Modest Beer get them on Twitter Instagram or Facebook at Modest Beer or go to their website www.modestbeer.co.uk to find your nearest stockist and if you want to rate and review the podcast you can do so on Apple Podcasts and um, we've got a new review this week from the Not So Sly Guy which Sounds like my arch enemy if I was in the Marvel Universe. And the not so sly guy said um, that this podcast is just good, good out now crack. I mean, say it as you said. And they've said that, the funny, that I'm just a funny big lad with top class band and look forward to the weekly shows. Keep up the good work, Papa. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, 
I also appreciate all the questions that we've got coming in. There's a lot this week. So, again, since I'm keeping Ben back from his bed and I need to get back to my bed, I need some lamb sip, I need some manscaping time, I need to get to bed to get prepared for my anniversary tomorrow, if you know what I mean. So, Jamie has asked me, what is the best prank you've ever pulled? Um... I genuinely know the best prank. I used to work with a woman who, without being offensive, was racist. Um, she just didn't like anybody who wasn't a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. So I, for a bit of crack one day, thought I would phone her and um, put, I put on a different accent to my normal accent. And I managed to complain to her about um, the state of my house. And I kept referring to her as Mr., which she didn't like. And eventually I said... Um, lots of things to her that made her really annoyed and she went and made a complaint to um, the manager about this particular individual who was a tenant and the manager's about to phone the tenant and be like, what's the problem here? Until I had to intercept and be like, that was actually me. I fabricated the whole thing just so I could sit at the other end of the office and watch down as she was getting really wound up. And I tell you what, myself and my colleagues had a great time watching that moment and that was the best prank I pulled. Probably would have been better if I had just let the manager ring the person. You know, that would have been a lot more drama. They'd be like, oh, I didn't phone up. And be like, no, you did. Absolutely did. But no. And I would have had to come clean. Phyllis said, saw an article a while ago discussing the possibility of NI granting city status to another town with Banger being one of the front runners. As a super cool Banger-based guy yourself, a super cool banger based guy am I a super cool banger based guy Ben or am I the fucking king of North Down king of North Down I'm the king of North Down I'm not just a super cool banger based guy would I agree with it being city level Uh, yes and all I'm going to say mm, coincidental the banger yes dilapidated yes needing a regeneration of the seafront not a doubt about it but is it a coincidence that hmm, I moved to Bangor three years ago, three years later? City status? Don't think so. So what I think is it deserves a city status. Is it the size of a city? No. Does it deserve the money of a city? Yes. And with that money, should I be the one to divvy out the money? Yes. And what would the first thing I do if I got that money? Go to Turkey, get a hair transplant and get a Turkish wash and a shave and whatever else those Turkish guys love to do. Um... But yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the only reason about it, like people are like Banger's not big enough to be a city and blah, blah, blah. But I think, you know what? The, the the money that comes with city status, I'm happy to have it. You know, I think that'd be good. Re- regenerate the seafront, put a bit more money into the town, bit of pride fucking back in Banger. Don't know if that's the symbol for Banger pride, but <laughs> we love it. I tell you what, we're Ben, you know what? Because we're so proud of Banger, we're gonna get a float in Banger Pride this year. You and me down the seafront on a float, Banger Pride, Slag Eye Podcast. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And Sharon has said, Is the first of November the day to put up your Christmas tree? Or can people just fuck off? I'm gonna say with quite a resounding uh feeling in my heart, yeah. People can fuck off. What's your thoughts on that, Ben? When when's the time for you to start Christmas? First of December. Yeah, I like to do that too, but then my wife, she likes to just not be um, normal. So it's like, we'll do it a bit later, but I've always been, for <coughs> me, the 1st of December kind of guy from a Christmas tree. So I just think, I feel like, I, and I mean, I don't know, sometimes I think, is this just me getting old and paranoid? But do you think that, like, as you get older, you notice things are getting more ridiculous? Like, Halloween's much more, like, commercialised than it was in my day. Yeah, I think you'll say when Tesco's. Yeah. Christmas stuff is up before the Halloween stuff comes up. Yeah, no, what I will say is 
Cadbury's make these tasty little like snowball sweets that are come out of Christmas, and they're potentially my favorite sweet. You know, they're like they're white on the outside and black in the inside, like me. You know, that's that's how I feel an awful lot. You know, I'm a man who, although I've been put on earth with this this white privilege, which I didn't ask for, I didn't consent to being white. I must say, but inside I am every color of every person on this earth because I I judge people by the content of their character not by the colour of their skin. So, say what you want about that, but that's honest truth. Um, and Dinesh has asked a question. Um, of course, Dinesh is um, Irish for Din. Um, has said, thoughts on people who drive... Oh, fucking Dinesh, oh, you've got me going here. Thoughts on people who drive up a free lane and indicate to merge into a busy one at the last minute. Honestly, I hate that. I hate that an awful lot. And you know what? We're in the middle of questions, but we should probably just slip into the slide dig because I've been asked a similar question this week. And you know what? I feel like car-based anger is what's really driving me this week. I, myself, Big Davey, um, have found something that I would bring up to the slide dig this week. And you know what that is, Ben? People who don't indicate aroundabouts. That is something that, for whatever reason, just makes me blood red mad. And I was actually not going to even read the slide dig there, but all of a sudden there's fucking eight suggestions in it, so just we'll go through them, the best ones um, that we can. Yeah, so Daniel has said, when bastards don't thank you when they let them out of the junction, gives me road rage. So yes, people sliding up the outside lanes, cutting in last minute. when they, You know what the worst is, Ben? See when they know, see when they know that the road ends. They know it does, but they're sneaking in there. You should be allowed to hit them. You should be allowed to rear-end them, crash into the side of them, whatever. I actually think you should be able to follow them home and kick the shit out of them. I think that's what you... And if they don't acknowledge it or they don't indicate it roundabouts, you should be able to take them home, get the hatchet that you keep in your boot out and fucking destroy their car. Not kill them because that's a bit drastic, but just, you know, slash the tyres, smash the windscreen, knock the handles off, whatever. Um, Let me see. Oh, Chloe has made a fair point here. She said, people who are constantly asking you about having your Christmas shopping done, then bragging how they've it all done, even though it's November. Yeah, that's a weird, that's a weird, a weird bit of hustle there, isn't it? Like, I don't know what people are trying to do. Like, it's a strange flex, isn't it? To be like, here, I have all my Christmas shopping done. You know, you know, it's a phrase that's run, that's because of wokeness, really gone out of fashion. Do you want a medal? Like, I've got all my Christmas shopping done. I'm like, yeah, because you're a tramp. Like, who? Well, what happens? Say, for example, you buy your kids a present. Now, I got into trouble with my wife about this last year because she is Ebenezer bitch. You know, she just, the kids have too much. Whereas I see something, I'm like, my kids would like that. To be fair, she has kept a lot of stuff back from the kids and it's just in a box in our garage and she's would intermittently given to them over the year because apparently I bought them too much stuff. Like, why do they need Paw Patrol plasters? They might hurt themselves and they might need Sky to fly to the rescue. That's all I'm saying. But, yeah, it's a weird flex for people to boast and be like, um, I've my, like, and you, do, you, do you find the older you've got, the more you respond to things like this? Just like, and? Yes. Yeah, like, or like, how do you react to I've got all my Christmas. Oh, have you? Well done. Aren't you the best? What a parent. Wow, what'd you buy them? And then they're like, we got them some crayons. Oh, no one wants crayons. You fucking crayon. Um, I hate it. You know, I now I have I got my Christmas pre- Yes. Now it's different for me this year because 
I'm going to be a full-time comedian from the 10th of December, so I need to buy as much as I can now before I ain't got no money. Um, yeah, Jay Red said, people who complain about hospital food, it's free, it fills a hole, sucking up buttercup. You know what? I do think, you know, you're going into hospital for medical care. You're not going in to get a meal. Go in the hospital to say, give me bread and butter and gruel. You did a show about that. What? Improving hospital food. Probably Jamie Oliver, was it? <coughs> it's kind of Jamie Oliver's vibe, isn't it? Going in, just improving the quality of food. Which, to be fair, as long as it's nutritional, that's all you really need. But, yeah, I do think it, it's a bit of entitlement, really, isn't it? Is it Jamie Oliver's hospital food? He loves to stick his oar in everything, doesn't he? The interfering brick. I'd rather be Gordon Ramsay. Hey, hey, big boy. Did you have surgery? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Eat it. It's like 10 years ago he did it. Yeah. He went down to try and, and make it better and make it more healthy for people. Yeah, and you know what else he tried to do? Get rid of chicken Twizzlers and guess what? They're back. Like Michael Myers. You're never going to stop the working class and their Twizzlers. Absolutely not. Um, Lee's, Lee's having a bad week. Lee's come in with two, two suggestions this week. First off, people who always try and one-up you. For example, you tell them you've got a cold, they'll have a flu, tell them you have a headache, you have a migraine. Um, yeah, those people are kind of irritating. But what you know how you mug those people off. See, the people are always like, well, I've got this, got that. You know what you need to say? I've got three days to live. Then they'll be like, I'm gonna, I guess I'm just going to have to kill myself now then. Or and that's how you get rid of them. Be like, I'm going to die tomorrow. And they'll be like, well, ugh, just forked to the neck. Um, and since we're on, on Lee, this one has been pointed... I, I just want to ask Lee, are you a man or are you a woman or are you not? Because the name Lee could be both male or female so I'm just curious to know Lee are you a manly or a female Lee I'm going to guess from the fact that you've got a mother-in-law probably no I mean I was going to say because mostly it's fellas who complain about their mother-in-law isn't it mostly mostly isn't it the old buddy mother-in-law fuck's sake so what Leah said, mother-in-laws who constantly look for the negative and everything too specific. I think that's just their vibe, isn't it? And I think whenever you get to the age where you are a mother-in-law, you know, you probably have earned, the, you know, you, you've earned to be better. So I think that's something you just got to have to let go, Lee. And then always know that if you look after yourself and, you know, take care of yourself the right way, that the mother-in-law will die first. And then you could be the, the victor. But what I do want to ask too is... Is, is your mother-in-law the person that tries to one-up you all the time? And if it is so, just be like, I'm going to die tomorrow. And then boom, two birds, one stone. Daniel, yeah, we've, we've spoken about Daniel when you don't give him out of the fucking rotaries. John, the last slide dig this week is a badly poured pint of Guinness. I mean, that's something you can't get annoyed about because to me, that's inexcusable. You know, you can absolutely not pour a Guinness badly. You cannot, that's, it's, there's, that's, see in my kingdom, that's an awful head job. If you pour a bad pint of Guinness, I'm sorry. You know what you should do? It's the only time I think I would go back to a customer or like to a server as a customer and be like, sort out your fucking life. And I would, I would throw it at them. And in fact, I'd pour the Guinness on the bar, like across the bar, you know, over the wee mats and all and over the top. So it's dripping and all, it's sticky. And then I would go, come here, glass them right in the face. <laughs> and then I'd go, get somebody that's better at their job to pour me a pint of Guinness. All right. Um... 
oh wow that, that's like they just slipped out of nowhere um where are we yes that's come from dinesh so by the way thank you dinesh that was a great question rebecca said opinions on the common cold hey my opinion is the common cold suck my dick and i'm just gonna be is that is that a, is that a gross sound in the mic yeah sorry about that guys again can't smell it who cares um, my opinions in the common cold I hate it and you know what the worst thing is there's different ty- here's another thing about living with a nurse they drop you with truth bombs apparently there's different types of colds you can get so I got one cold off one daughter from her nursery and another off the other in the two weeks so just the two weeks having a cold and I don't like it man flu is real the suffering is real Um, Leah said and it's a different Lee any advice for surviving the night out after your gig being on Black Eye Friday <laughs> Yeah, get the get the digs in first. And you know the move I, I always got taught was, you know, people go to martial arts classes, MMA classes, self-defense classes. You know what the one trick you need to know how to fight in the night out? Get a pint, throw your pint up in the air. So you know what I mean? So you get a pint, you go throw it up in the air. The other person will look at the pint up in the air, knock them out. So you throw the pint, bam. And then that's how you survive. Black Eye Friday. And by the way, see if you're coming to my show at the Ulster Hall, which, by the way, tickets are really, they're starting to go, and I'm starting to get excited. Like, Ben, could you, remember we were talking about getting the, getting the dick scale up? Um, we, we Ben and I have this, devised this new scoring system called the dick scale. So what we're going to do, we're going to get a photo of my dick, right? It's going to be all floppy. And then, like, it's different levels. We'll get excited. We'll just, you know, like like they do with mushrooms and, like, David Attenborough shows at the start where it, like, goes from being a wee, this is a mushroom in the morning. And it's like, and by the evening, the mushroom is fully grown. So we're just going to have, like, my willy in stop motion and it'll just be, like, at different levels to fuller action. And then, like, the dick scale, if it's bad, it's totally floppy. If it's all right, like, medium. And if it's great, it's... So... What I would say would be like the people coming to my show will be all raised on the dick scale, so you don't need to worry about it. You know, they're all going to be good people out for a good time, enjoying a good show. Which, by the way, wrote some new bits this week and they're my best bits, so I'm very excited uh, about the show. Speaking of the show, Liam has said any Dublin dates in the works, Brewer? Um, very quite possibly. We're looking, we're sorting a wee bit of a mini tour, not anywhere near Belfast. I don't think you're going to get tickets other than the Ulster Hall. But yes, Dublin is potentially in the mix. The original TP says, if you're at hip hop karaoke, what song are you singing? Um, Ghetto Gospel, Elton John, and Tupac. JJ has said, what's the better save, Ramsdale or Seaman in the FA Cup? Ramsdale save was smashing, but it was from a set piece. Where Siemens was a, a header a wee bit more, I would give it the Siemens. I think Siemens was the. I think Siemens. You know the save from Pesca Solido, Pen? Siemens in the FA Cup. Do you remember? It was like the ball. Go on YouTube now. Type in Siemens FA Cup semi final save. And I think, given that it was the FA Cup semi final, <coughs> I think. There was more on the line for it. So Siemens, I think it's the best save ever. Get get on the mic and watch it. And, and give it, let's get a live reaction and put the video up here of Siemens save. Okay. Against Sheffield United yep. at Old Trafford. Yep. Right, Cross coming in. Oh, okay, that was pretty good. Yeah, good save. Good strength. Good save, reaches back. But you see Ramsdale save the weekend? No, but I heard it was very, very, very good. Get Ramsdale save. I want the Ben reaction. 
in the middle. This is a new segment. We're in the middle of the Ben reaction. And you just react to them all. So you get Ramsdale save up in the corner as well, can't you, for people to enjoy? Against Leicester? Yep. Okay. Free kick, fairly central. Not quite as good as yeah, saving, but a good save. But pretty, very pretty good, good save. Um, and the last. Speaking of football, I'm going to keep it on football. Naomi's asked me, "What's the most bizarre historical event you can't believe actually took place?" Even to this day, I can't believe anything to Dan Hebert and Marco Materazzi the way he did. I just can't. It makes no sense. It's totally irrational. The man's last ever game, World Cup final, headbutts him like a dinosaur. You know? And again, Naomi, if you'd hit me with that question and I'd had a bit more time, I'd probably look something up. But listen, that's the end of the podcast. I feel like we've got through it. I haven't been well today. I want everybody to share the podcast and your Instagram stories because I want you all to, you know, show me love because I feel so sick. And I want to just feel better about myself. But guys, listen, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for watching the podcast. Love you guys. I'm the slack guy.